We're on a mission from God. And now, something completely different. This is Pastor Jolly John Lekumski from St. Paul's Lutheran Church in New Athens, Illinois, and Trinity Lutheran Church in Darmstadt, Illinois, and sitting right next to me here, my faithful companion, Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in beautiful South St. Louis. And together we represent Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the, the basics. basics. So Matt, I tell you what, do you ever... Have, Things that just remind you how stupid you are. Constantly junk. <laughs> so, so you know, I'm now a homeowner. I'm now a yes, homeowner. Yes, congratulations, yeah. by the way. You've been that for many, many years. But so, I've yeah, you're a first-time yeah. homeowner, right? Um, so, so it actually has to do with the house here. Because uh, okay. we All still right. have a place here in New Athens. Uh, and, and so now i got to pay for the water and, and garbage and stuff, and you do that at the town. And, of course, we've got some things that we need to dispose of, and so we have something called Large Garbage Day. Do you have Large Garbage Day we, we do. in, in, in St. Louis? It's once a month. It's a sort of a festival-like atmosphere. <laughs> a celebration of sorts. <laughs> well, well, maybe not. But we do have Large Garbage Day. See, we're in the, is it once a month, really? Yeah, we're in the big I city. Think we're so like we've, once we've, every quarter or so something. We've got an alley behind our house. Yeah, yeah. You know, not a not a spacious field like you guys over <laughs> in New Athens. Clean air and clean living. And we've got an alley and our dumpsters. And yeah, once a month you set it out there is and they take right? your large garbage. No, I think ours is just, I'll have to check. Well, see, that's the whole, now we get into the issue of my dumbness. Because I know we have the large garbage day and we've got this big desk that we need to dispose of. So I'm wondering, when is large garbage day? So I drive, We have a, do you have a drive-through to pay your bills? It, well, not that I'm aware. Where? Whoa, no. okay. So maybe we're one up on you there in Wazen. So the, the Casey's doubles as the place where you pay your bills? Is that why <laughs> no, no, no. But like the, the town hall has a drive-thru. Whoa. So you don't have to go. So I'm, I pull into the drive-thru, and I, I've got my little bill there in my hand and my, my check to pay for the, the uh, water and the garbage. And, and, and I'm, I, I want to know when large trash day is. So I say, can you tell me what large trash day is? Figuring she's going to have to go to some big calendar or something there in, in the town hall and figure this out. She takes the bill, she flips it over and says, oh, yeah, it's April 12th. <laughs> Who would have thought you just flip the bill over and there's everything you need to know about trash days oh, in New Athens. So like, oh, well. uh, <laughs> She's probably like, what kind of dummy is this? You're right the Lutheran there. pastor, aren't you? <laughs> it's I think right I recognize you. are the Lutheran pastor down the road. And, uh, and that isn't bad enough. So we, we were walking around and we run across one of those carnival mirrors. You know what I'm yeah, talking oh, about? Yeah, kind of Distortion, and I'm looking, and I'm laughing. I'm thinking that is, I look so goofy, and then I realized it was a regular mirror. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. I don't know. There's carnival mirrors. 
station around. <laughs> <laughs> I, that was my first thought, and there was no, no, there wouldn't be. No, this was in Belleville. Oh, Belleville. Okay. <laughs> in the in the store window, you oh, know. Gotcha. Okay. And I thought it was a car, but apparently it wasn't. Oh, this. It was just a, a regular mirror. mirror. So well, uh, well, you you have fun celebrating Garbage Day, anyway. Because it sounds even more celebratory since it happens less frequently. It's a bigger deal. <laughs> that's I'm right. Sure. Otherwise, you take it for granted. Yeah, just, people like you, you just take it for right. granted. Every it's about every day's garbage day in St. Louis, but no, so. New Athens, it's it's special. And again, where is it? Oh, there it is. All right, now there's no time for foolishness because we we, we can't delay any longer. We've made people wait a whole week. I think this is probably one of the best cliffhangers we ever had. Because we were doing the story of transfiguration. Yes. And then you'd taken us back to the story of Moses and Moses' death. And you left us hanging. You said there's something that Moses' death has to do with the transfiguration. And you said it had to do with one particular word. Yeah. And okay, then the tape ran yeah. out. <laughs> and yeah, that was yeah. it. Like said, the like show said, was that's, over. That's what in the business they call a cliffhanger. Yeah. You're right. So so just to, to recap briefly, yeah. since this is a continuation, in case you're listening and you didn't listen last week, by the way, you know, it's available online. That's right. Hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, so you can catch it there on KFU's website. But uh, what we talked about last week was leading up to the season of Lent, we have right. that celebration, really, of the Transfiguration. So we have that, that reading from the Gospel of Luke, and that's what we read at least over at Ascension this and year. And the Transfiguration being Jesus on the mountaintop, yep, becoming yep. bright white. Yeah, exactly. Showing his glory as the Son of God. Yeah, yeah, yeah so a big deal. Uh but our Old Testament reading uh, was about Moses. Moses, one yeah. of the guys who was there on that Mount of Transfiguration. So we have Jesus there, certainly. And we have Moses and Elijah. Well, the Old Testament reading that's paired with that is about Moses' death. Moses' death. So it's the very last chapter of the book of Deuteronomy. And we see Moses there on top of Mount Nebo. The Lord allows him to look out over the promised land, but he's not allowed to enter. And and just try to put yourself in Moses' place. Yeah. After 40 years. <laughs> 40 years with these people. And, That's and they're putting up with all the complaining yeah. and yeah. he's intercessed on their behalf before the Lord. And guess what? They get to go in. Yeah. And not, Moses not Moses. Right. Yeah. Oh, he gets to look out over it, but does not get to go into the promised land. And then you, you, you read a little more and you find out, well, why isn't he be able to go in? Well, because of an episode that takes place where the Lord instructs Moses very specifically how to provide water for the people. Just speak to the rock, he says, and the rock will bring yes, forth water. Exactly. But Moses, he, perhaps in his frustration, perhaps in selfishness, just flat out disobedience and sin for whatever reason, rather than obeying the Lord and just simply speaking to that rock, Moses takes his staff, he strikes the rock, not once, but twice, and then water comes out, as God promised. But it seems as though Moses sort of you know, sort of takes a little bit of the credit, maybe even a lot of the credit for himself in that episode. So in response... Trust me, if you had to do with the Israelites, you'd want to <laughs> whack a rock with a stick, That's too. That's right, I know. You know, I if I was in Moses' place, I would be just as sinful and just um, as disobedient. Uh, but in that case, the Lord says, no, Moses, actually, you, you, you are. Well, <laughs> you exactly. don't have to be in Moses' it, well, place. It may not be you with are. the staff and the rocks. <laughs> That's right. But yes, you're yeah. exactly right, John. Each one of us. Yeah. So I think what we learned from this, one of yeah. the things we learned from this is just the simple fact that sin has consequences. Yeah, there you go. Sin has consequences. Yeah. So in Moses' life, sin has consequences. In our lives, 
right? Sin has consequences. Uh, you know, kids know this maybe better than anyone. If you don't clear your plate, you don't, you, you, like you're supposed to, you don't get dessert, right? What? Yeah, I know. What? <laughs> What kind of cruelty goes on? I'm reporting you to the Department of Human Services or whatever. You don't let your kids have dessert? There will be few things that that our kids won't do for dessert. (laughs) They take after their dad. No, no ice cream for you. No Ted Drew. That's a pretty strong motivation. That is. Wow. Yeah, but as adults too, right? Sin has consequences. So we, uh, we, we gossip about a friend. We might be... We might find ourselves with one less friend, right? We we go to our work on the job. We might be out of a job. Oh, oh, how I wish I had the sound effect. Have a point. Have a point. Okay, <laughs> my point is, John, sin has consequences for Moses and, yeah, and also for, all for us. us, too. That's yeah. the reality of it, right? Um, anyway, so uh, after all this, we, we learn there in the, the, the end of Deuteronomy that, that Moses dies and yeah. God buries him. God yeah. himself, pretty cool. And again, I think I mentioned, according to Jewish tradition, the angels are the ones who who bury Moses. I think that's kind of a neat picture. Yeah. And 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 now we're still waiting. What does that have right, to do with the, the transfiguration? All right, so now we're going to skip ahead a few centuries, okay, okay. a couple, of, you know, a, a, a millennia even, and we're going to look at the transfiguration. Okay, okay, back to Luke. All right, John, you happy? You happy? John? Well, when you get to the point, I will be. Okay, Luke all chapter right. nine. Uh, Luke chapter 9, beginning with verse 28. This is the the account of the transfiguration. All right. right. Now, about eight days after these sayings, uh, Jesus took with him Peter and John and James and went up on the mountain to pray. And as he was praying, the appearance of his face was altered and his clothing became dazzling white. And behold, two men were talking with him, Moses and Elijah who appeared in glory and spoke of his departure, which he was now about to accomplish at Jerusalem. All right. right. Okay. So first off, here is the Mount of Transfiguration. Different mountain, right, than the one that Moses dies on. Yep. Right? The one that Moses dies on is outside the Promised Land. The Mount of Transfiguration is... Inside. Inside the promised land. Yeah. So so pretty cool. Yeah. Moses makes it in after all. Yeah. It yeah. took a little longer than you might have expected, but because of God's grace, his mercy, here he is in the promised land, that land that he led the Israelites to. So he does make it there. Here he is, there on the yeah. mountain. Yeah. So I think that's really neat. Moses makes it in, and that's, that's a gift from God. Although I do wonder, did Moses really mind all that much not going to the promised land? You know, maybe initially he finds out. I think well, yeah, he's kinda... pretty bummed yeah. out, right? No, I'm disappointed. But after he dies and he's with the Lord, yeah. I wonder if he really cared. I, that's what I'm thinking. The promised land. When, when you take it into heaven, yeah. you think, yeah, that's okay. This is better. Yeah, that's yeah. all right. Yeah. Uh, I guess I can settle for this. <laughs> <laughs> it's not settling that's at right. all, right? The mansions are nice here. Yeah. yeah. yeah this is the promised yeah. land, right? With a big P, prom, unpromised. Heaven itself being with the Lord. Uh, so here he is. He makes it in. But what, what I think is interesting in that one word that we kind of left as our cliffhanger yeah. is what they're talking about. Okay. What is Jesus talking about with Moses and Elijah? They spoke of his 
departure. Yeah, and you, you know what that word is. I right, do Sean? know what that okay. word is. What's, what's that Exodus. Word? Yeah. Exodus. Yeah. So Luke is the only gospel that does this. That's right. No one else tells no us one that. No one does it. We don't know what they're talking about. We don't, that's right. Yeah. But here, Luke lets us in on what they're talking about. And Luke, again, as he writes this gospel, perhaps even spoke with Peter or John yep. Yep. to yep. get the inside scoop of what they were what they were talking about. But his departure, and it's that same word then, that in the Old Testament, that the Greek translation Translation of yeah. the Old Testament, we call it the Septuagint, is used for Exodus. Yep. So it's it's just here's Jesus talking about the Exodus with Moses. Moses knows about Exodus, <laughs> right? He oh, wrote yeah. the book of the Bible. He wrote the book, Exodus. and he's the one that the Lord chose to lead the children of Israel out in that great Exodus through the waters of the Red Sea to the Promised Land. Um, and here they are talking about the Exodus. Now, the Exodus that they're talking about isn't Moses' Exodus. No. Who's Jesus, Exodus, Jesus Exodus. Yeah. yeah. So uh, is, is Exodus, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Ah, yeah. So, so the, it's very clearly defined what Exodus we're talking about. Yes, because yeah. after the transfiguration, what happens after this? He's going down to Jerusalem to suffer and die. Yeah, he's going Last up trip. to Jerusalem. Yeah, up just, to Jerusalem, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Down from the mountain and then up to Jerusalem. Yeah, there you yeah. go, up and down. Yeah. Um, exactly. So that Exodus begins, his traveling toward Jerusalem and all that that entails. And that's, I think, one of the reasons why the transfiguration is positioned where it is when we read about it in church and in worship. We read about it right before Lent because we have this glimpse of glory, this kind of last hurrah before we begin with Jesus, that journey in Lent to the cross, to Good Friday. Yeah. And I've often wondered if, if that wasn't only for the benefit of James uh, and John and, and uh, Peter, who would see now the opposite, that the horrors and the terrors and Jesus Christ beaten and crucified, if it might not also been helpful for Jesus, for Jesus, a reminder that, I'm going through the, and when you go through the Exodus, that's a scary thing, you know, to go through the Exodus because sure. you're at the Red Sea and how are we going to get across? And, you know, it's pretty frightening. Uh, but to remember where he was going to end up with, again, Moses and Elijah and all the saints in heaven. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just wanted to look at some some parallels okay. between so Moses the, his Exodus and then Jesus All right. and his Exodus Moses and Jesus yeah so I think right. that both of them big Exoduses right yeah but, but Jesus is always going to be the greater one yeah. Jesus is the greater okay. one so the Exodus in the Old Testament that's really the greatest redemption account in the Old Testament you're right that's yeah. the peak yeah yeah that's it and, and you have all that, that that rich meaning behind it um, being led out of slavery into freedom you know through the waters of the Red Sea, all these things that that point to us and our and our salvation too. So we have that great Exodus, but then we have Jesus' greater Exodus. Then as he goes toward Jerusalem, and along the way, of course, then in that first Exodus, they stop by Mount Sinai, that holy mountain, and here they're stopping by this Mount of Transfiguration. Oh, okay. And right. as you pointed out, uh, Peter in Second Peter talks about it as. The holy, the holy mountain. mountain. So yeah, there you that, are. Yeah, yeah. That same kind yeah. of language. Yeah. Um, that Exodus, uh, the Exodus, that first Exodus, certainly there's suffering and death, especially when you think of that last plague and when you think of oh, yeah. going through the waters the of the Red killing Sea. Killing of the, the firstborn, yeah. Killing of the firstborn, the death of G the Egyptians who followed after the Israelites and were drowned in the waters of the Red Sea. And you think, too, how there's, well, there's suffering and death in Jesus' Exodus. Now it's it's his own suffering, it's his own death there well, in Exodus. Well, well, and Matt, even for the Israelites, forty years wandered in the wilderness until they all 
Oh, God. even there, yeah, even yeah. their exodus involves death. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the difference is the the. Even Moses. Moses yeah, dies. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's a great point. So you have Israel, Moses included, in that exodus, yeah. that 40-year-long exodus, they die, right, because yeah. of their disobedience. And here's Jesus in his exodus. He's going to die, too. But well, wait a second. But for a different reason, Yeah, right? I was going to say, he wasn't disobedient. He, he obeyed God in all things. Well, here it goes back to, to that same point, I think. Our sin has consequences right and here's the beautiful thing yeah jesus is the one who bears the consequences of our sin sin still has consequences yeah Yeah, you can't get away from that but jesus is the one who bears the consequence of our sin yeah those in the 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 wilderness they died that they they had it coming right they they there's consequences of sin jesus he dies but it's because of the sin of others because of our sin that he dies. Since those consequences, it's called the cross. It's called Good Friday. But Jesus isn't dying as a consequence of his sin, but or, of, of our, our sins. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you know, I, I, I'm thinking too, and, and Jesus, you talked about the lesser to the greater, and, and actually in the suffering and the death, it was greater too. Because for Jesus, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Yeah. 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 The suffering itself far greater yeah. to be forsaken by his Father. To bear the sins of the entire world, which is unimaginable. Yeah. Our sin, but also the sin of Moses, the sin of every Israelite whose body lay dead and decaying there in the wilderness. It's for their sin, too. All people have ever lived. Um, so that, that greater exodus. Um, and I think, you know, that, that exodus certainly goes to Jerusalem, but but it goes even beyond that. So it goes to the cross. Yeah. It goes into the tomb. Yeah. It comes out of the tomb. All the way to the ascension, going up into heaven, and finally even to the return. You know, oh, that's so, true. In some ways, that exodus is still going on, right? Well, because, yeah, the exodus isn't finished until you've gone through the sea, through yeah. the wilderness, and into the promised, the promised land. land. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's, a, that's a great way to put it. Uh, so just as the Israelites, the people of God, they follow Moses yeah. through that exodus, through all everything that takes place and into the promised land. So also we, Israel, by faith, God's people in Christ, we follow Jesus where he is trod, right? We follow him to the cross. We follow him even into the grave at our death, a grave that he sanctified by his rest in the tomb. And then his resurrection, and we follow him there too. Uh, the life that we have after death in the presence of Moses and Elijah and Jesus himself. And then finally that at his return, uh, when we finally then yeah, fully raised like body and spirit. Yeah. That, that final promised land realized that Jesus has, has blazed the trail for us uh, through his exodus. And you know, it occurs to me why, why that will really be good because in each one of those things we're with Jesus at, at no point, are we separated from him, right? Mm-hmm. I will be with you always. That was the promise he made. Because, see, I'm thinking if I'm, if I'm, what? I don't want to go back down there. Like you said, I found out how great it is up here in heaven. That promise. <laughs> I know. Oh, Jesus is there. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, I'll go down there. As long as Jesus is on the mountain with me, I'll, yeah. I'll go down. Yeah. 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 yeah, you wonder about that. Was he like, oh, nuts. I really have to go to this Mount of Transfiguration. <laughs> but, okay, Jesus is there. Yeah. It's worth it because that's. That's, that's what that's, makes it be an appearance. That's a great what, place exactly. Too. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 
So there's, there's. In fact, you could go down to the pit, and if Jesus was down in the pit, that would still be an okay place to be. Yeah, because yeah. Jesus is there. Yeah, yeah. And see, that's that's what makes hell so terrible, right? Because oh, that's yeah. a place where Jesus. Well, he's that's, he's not going to be grace there, is right? Not there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His grace isn't there. So, real quick, just want to look at yeah. uh, the book of Isaiah. Okay, yeah, then. you said yet another I, passage. I, yeah, I think this is kind of cool. So okay. this isn't. Uh, Isaiah picks up on this too. Uh, this this oh, Exodus right? language, okay. and uh, so again we're that theme of Exodus, and uh, so if you read Isaiah forty three verses sixteen through twenty, let's do that. Thus says the Lord, who makes a way in the sea, a path in the mighty waters. All right, who brings forth chariot and horse, army and warrior. That's Exodus stuff. They lie down and they cannot rise. They are extinguished, quenched like a wick. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The wild beasts will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches. For I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, to give drink to my chosen people. Can I read the next verse? To sure. the people whom I form for myself, that they might declare my praise. Oh, so we have this Exodus language, making a way in the sea, path in the mighty waters, bringing forth chariot and horse. They lie down and can't rise. They're extinguished. You know, the Egyptian army yeah. wiped out. This recounting Exodus talk and recounting that great act of redemption and salvation. But then I think this is interesting. That verse 18, what does it say? It says... Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Well, what's the deal? Don't remember that because I'm thinking in the Passover and the Passover meal. Even we do that in remembrance. You do that in remembrance. Yeah, of, yeah you retell the whole story, and you, you have certain food you eat and a way you eat it, and and a Christian should even in a Seder meal, you know, this remembrance. Yeah. So and then God says, well. No, don't remember that. Well, what what should we remember or we should should we not remember? What's well, the you job? tell me. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Well, we remember, but we don't we don't dwell on it, right? We yeah. don't have this this uh, the, the remembrance of the past doesn't doesn't prevent us from realizing God's promises no, here and now. No. Because what's the very next line? Remember not the former things of old, right? Verse 19, behold, I am doing a new thing, yeah. right? So again, I, this language of the Exodus, as great as it was, right? It, as Moses led those people out of Egypt, this is an even greater thing that's taking place, a new thing. This redemption, this greater Exodus that Moses doesn't lead, but Jesus himself is going to lead and usher in for us. You know, it's kind of interesting because Paul kind of does the same thing in, in Romans, right? He says that the, the glories will be so great that you won't remember, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, because you thought that was great. Oh, man, you have no idea yet what wonderful things lie ahead. Yeah, when we yeah. get to the promised land, right? Yeah. Oh, boy, yeah, you know, it's it's just going to be entirely different. Yeah. yeah. Uh, boy, and that doesn't mean we, we don't remember these things. No, we don't no. study God's word. We don't rejoice in everything that he's done in, in throughout history. But that new thing, that newness, that exodus that Jesus brings, and that, that final new life we have with him, oh, boy, far greater. Well, far greater. I, ju I just thought of an example of that. So one of the key things, of course, was the sacrifice of a lamb. Yes. That was always part of this. But now when you think about Jesus has done, well, I, we're not going to think about the sacrifice of a lamb. We're going to think about the thing that it pointed to, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. It's the shadow, Paul says, mm -hmm. right? The substance, the body is in Christ. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, exactly. So I, I think some good things to remember as we enter the season of Lent, and again, just to, to circle back to, to where we started with that, that that same point, that sin has consequences. Yeah. And, and even in, in our lives, and even as Christians, when we sin in this world, th- there's temporal consequences. If we break the law, yeah, we're... we're we're going to go to jail, right? Yeah. You know, and and if, and, and we're going to die. And we're yeah. And <laughs> there are temporal consequences. Yeah. If you if you doubt that, go to a cemetery sometime. There's yeah. temporal consequences, but those eternal that eternal punishment, the eternal consequence of our sin. No, that that's been entirely taken care of. That Jesus has borne the consequence of our sin for us on the cross. Uh, you know, thanks be to God. Since has consequences, but Jesus, wow, and his grace and mercy is born for us. And you know, when we get the glories that come after that, you realize, oh, death wasn't all that bad. <laughs> it, yeah. At the time, it seemed like a uh, terrible oh, yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. But now that I've got the glories of heaven, that's right. Go ahead. Kill me, God. Bury me. That's fine. As long as you take me to the promised land. That's that, right. That's, that's, that's all right. that matters. Yeah, so, yeah, very good. Well, something to keep in mind during our journey, I think, is one way to think of it, of Lent. As we uh, turn to the Lord in repentance and uh, are assured of his forgiveness for the sake of one who took on the consequence of our sin. So I tell you what, since you did this whole thing about Moses, I'd like to talk a little more about Moses and something he has to say to you and me. Another cliffhanger. Okay. All right. We'll see you next Saturday then on Wrestling Wrestling with with the the basics. Basics.